Let's go ahead and jump into the word on today. We're going to jump into this. You know, the last couple of teachings have been very, very good. So we're going to introduce Lucifer today, show you how he works in this equation. And then we're going to finish up with next week also. A teaching is very important called flies in the ointment or flies in the perfume. Some of you are familiar with that passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes um, where it says you can create wonderful perfume. <clears throat> But if there are a few flies in it, it'll make it stink. And so as a church, you can be creating. Now, you know, the Bible says that when we pray, our prayers are turned into incense. So you can be creating incense. But if there are too many issues with the individuals producing it, it causes it to stink instead of smell good. Um, the second thing is, is that the ministry is poised to now move in a particular direction very fast. So there's several sides to that. One, we have to have the foundation. Two, you know, please be praying for me because my question is, uh, and, and let me tell you, if you tell me what you think the Lord said, that won't be good enough. Because I ha so I need you to pray for me. I don't need you to tell me what the Lord told you in the midnight hour last night. Pastor, I'm telling you, he woke me up with 20,000 angels. Wonderful. You're going to have to tell them 20,000 angels to come to my address. You know, that is not me being above anybody. That's me being extremely careful. Okay, so I've made it clear to the Lord. I'm not making a move until you make this clear to me. Because how many of you know, if you own the bus, it's one bus driver. And if that bus driver makes a wrong turn, how many of you know, you're going wrong right with him. So you want to pray. You know, uh, Daniel in the scripture, uh, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, I think I got the story right. Um, and yes, and Daniel, Daniel uh, uh, needed a answer from God. It, it was a, he, he said, we, we got to have the right answer. And so he asked all of them to pray. He said, let's all go before God together. And so, so they did. And then the Lord revealed the answer to Daniel, I believe, in a night vision. And so that's very, very important because my, what I need you to pray for me is I don't know if we're supposed to stay in Riverdale. Um, um, or if we're supposed to move over to Jonesboro or Fayetteville. And then if we do, I need to make sure um, I know that somewhere along the line in this process that land is to be purchased. And so, but, you know, I just want to be clear. I mean, and, I, and granted, I could be being just a tad bit too nervous, you know, because I really want to start accumulating land on this side of town. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the Fayetteville area that just keeps ringing around, just keeps ringing around. I mean, I just can't let it go, you know. But um, but um, I needed to ring around. I need the Lord to say, do this or vision. I had a dream years ago of a big old spot of land, acres, and some device from heaven had just measured it out, and I knew in the dream that that was the land. You know, so I just want to get it right. Y'all appreciate it, Pastor. We're humble enough to try to get it right. Yes. You're not just jump out there, you know, because we can afford something. They afford nothing. How many of you know? It don't matter if you can afford it. You might be able to afford it, but God has to send the people to what you can afford. If you can afford, if you can afford it, He may not send people. If you can't afford it, is where He may send it. And 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 and, be, and I don't I don't have a problem with you sending me things either. If you go across a building, you say, "Hey, Pastor, I came across this building, and I just wanted to let you know I don't have a problem with that." I don't just be sending me any old type of building, you know what I'm saying? But just if you just feel like, huh, one of those, 
huh, as you're driving down the street, I don't have a problem with you sending that to me. Because in case you didn't know this, most, most pastors that are not called find their own buildings. Most pastors that are called don't find their own buildings. It's usually a congregation member that does. You know about the man that I follow with the largest church in the world. He did not find his own buildings. He didn't even find his own location for the Bible school. And, and, the, and, and the location he's at now, which is like 15,000 acres of land, you can't even calculate that. One acre is almost the size of a football field. Imagine that 15,000 times over. And that's that one location. Then we're not about the others. And so the congregation member said, Bishop Oedipo, we found the land. And he said he traveled out there. And the further they drove, the more angry he got. <laughs> and, and so he said when he got out that car and they had taken him to a forest that had no electricity, no roads, and no running water. He said he was hot. <laughs> but he said, I don't want to rebuke the people. He said, let's just hold hands and pray. And, and, and we're just going to thank God for your efforts that were in vain. And he said he, they held hands. And he said, as he began to pray, for I pray, the Lord does something that he does to me when I pray in front of y'all. He just interrupt the prayer. You ain't saying nothing. Just, just y'all do your little nice religious. I know you want to end the service with a nice little religious, religious prayer. I need to interrupt you. And so he said, as they were praying, the Lord told him, this is the place. And so he immediately then apologized to the people and said, the Lord just spoke to me. See, so, so, so you got to get out of this mindset of, of thinking that everything goes to the patter, uh, pastor. I'm the, I have the steering wheel, but you have other individuals that whatever reason he comes up with, that God will speak to. You know what I'm saying? So one of his spiritual sons, um, in Nietzsche, who has a 100,000-seat sanctuary, he couldn't find the land. So the Lord told him, take this particular gentleman into congregation, bring him up front, put him on his knees, and anoint him with oil, and he will find the building. See, so, you know, it's wonderful when it's done right, but when it's done wrong, you know, you, the Lord will tell you, this is the, when it came to our Saturday location, I did not find that location. It was another guy, well, we didn't have a church, <laughs> it was another guy that was working at that building inside that sanctuary, he said he was in there, and the Holy Ghost said, this is Turnbull Sanctuary. So he called me, he said, hey man, I think I found your building. And I said, that's cool. So on my way over there, the Holy Spirit said, Saturdays. See, so this all works together. Every joint supplies. So I said a lot to say, don't be afraid if you really like, see a piece of land. And, and because, let me tell you this, because I know like uh, Christiana, she sent me a couple of pieces of land. And that was good for me because I went out there. One was not it because I knew that wasn't it. I knew that wasn't it when I was driving to it. But I still went. Okay. And but that second location I went to the second location. I believe that is just way too big, but there was a location right down the street. Sometimes the Lord may use you to send me someplace, and it might be wrong for some reason. It's not wrong going that. Y'all remember in, in the book of Acts, y'all remember Philip? And you remember what the Holy Spirit said? He said, go that way. Just walk that way. And he said he walked that way. And then when he got close to the purpose, it says an angel said, see that guy? Get in the chariot. See, so sometimes there are things you have to investigate before you get a word. You'll just be led to go driving on a particular day, you know, and that's how the Lord is. So me, common sense is, Lord, speak to me after church service on Sunday because I'm already over here. But he might speak to me on my quote-unquote off day when I'm laying in the bed with some pajamas on. Get up and drive to Fayetteville. 
Why? He won't say nothing until you drive to Fayetteville. <laughs> I'm just teaching you the ways of the Spirit. They're just, just, when you study how God did things with people, it says they would pray, then seven days later God would speak. And then like one guy, he was praying, the Lord said, go to this particular spot over here by the mountain, and I'll talk to you there. But you're talking to me now. Yeah, I'm just giving you direction now. I'm going to talk to you over there. This just crazy. Oedipo said that he went to go look for someone. He walked all the way to their home, and they were not there. He said, be careful when you get disappointed. He said, still give God thanks, because if you get an attitude because of your wasted gas and your wasted time, he said you could step out of the frequency because God a lot of times will speak after a disappointment. So he said, huh, well, he's not here. He said he just said he turned around and the Holy Spirit told him, go sit by that tree for a little while. You know, so he said he sat down in front of the tree, entered into an 18-hour vision that spelled out his entire destiny. See, so, you know, and you're fine. You have to be very careful. I know the occult has tried to take over nature you know, with fruits and vegetables and trees and birds and owls and all that type of stuff. But it's an imitation. When you study the scripture, God very much incorporated nature to you hearing from God. You study the scripture, go sit over here by this tree. Go over here to this valley. Go on top of this mountain. Stand in front of the water. Men who had visions and visionary encounters sitting in front of the water. Daniel and, and who wrote Revelation? John. In front of the water. So, so, so that's what the Bible says, the voice of God is upon many waters or oceans. You know, so, you know, I'm just, I share these little things to help you understand. Y'all, it's us collectively trying to do the best that we can together. And, and let me say, y'all, so, you know, that's okay. Some of y'all still half-stepping. Got to get the full stepping because the Bible talks about every joint supplies. Your half-stepping affects the entire group. Then the final piece to this is, one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is the one who told me to preach on that next weekend is because we got to get we got to make sure everyone is on point because Moses was ready. Let me tell you, the children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years. God was getting ready to take them from poverty to millionaire status in 11 days. But they still had that slavery mentality. Moses was ready to go in. Aaron was ready to go in. Joshua was ready to go in. And Caleb were all ready to go in. But they had to wait for 40 years because of the people that they were attached to. And I've been getting that sense that things have not moved faster because where the Lord is taking us, the majority of the group has to be on point. And that's very frustrating if as a leader you're ready to go in, but the Lord won't let you go in because the people can't go in. That's a very, very frustrating thing, you know. So make sure that you're not part of that equation while the Lord is holding back. And that's, that's just amazing to me that Joshua and Caleb and Moses did nothing wrong. They did everything right, and God still made them wait because of who they were attached to. That's why you want to be careful who you attach to. You want to be very careful. Friends. You know, now it's a little bit different when it comes to marriage. Sometimes we have married the wrong individual or we have, you know, spouses that are not saved or whatever. There are other scriptures that tell you what to do in that regards, and it can still be frustrating. But be very careful about new people that come into your life. You know, I'm very sensitive about, you know, preachers and who want to hook up. Why? 
my wife will tell you, we too busy to be trying to be hooked up with all these other people out here. The only folk that, let me tell y'all something, the only folk that I am ever concerned about is, is my personal family and y'all. Besides that, I don't have time for no outsiders and all these guys that want to hang out and we need to hook up and, and see, I got the cross sign up already. <laughs> when I first started the ministry, I was inundated with all of these emails and calls and, and, and social media messages from, from pastors who wanted to bring me up under their wing. Pride. They're looking for somebody to say, I got all of these churches under me, Doc. Yep, and all of them broke, Doc. <laughs> you love to use that word. I can't stand that religious stuff. I don't, you know, I don't even like the I don't even like the term reverend. I just don't. Is it? I don't even think it's in the Bible, is it? It's not. Minister, pastor. I go places, I don't even want them to know, I don't know who I am. That's why I always dress down. I dress with a raggedy T-shirt and sandals and some shorts to try to blend in. It doesn't work all the time because of the light. I went to Pastor Miles Church, and I was sitting all the way in the back, slouched down with a pair of flip-flops and jeans on, just like this. Hey, you in the back trying to hide. <laughs> I wish you had been there for that. He brought me all the way up front. He said, I don't know who you are, sir. He said, but uh, all I see is, he said, it's like this big funnel from heaven. And he said, it's just tons of money coming through. Tons of money. He wasn't talking about my personal life. He was talking about the, and so, so but it was so much money. He said, are you a businessman? I said, no, I'm a pastor. He's like, pastor. And I was a Lord. I mean, that's that prophetic gift showing him that it would be a ministry that wouldn't have financial problems. So. Y'all haven't seen me come up here. Y'all, we got to have a special offering. Uh, we're going down, y'all. The devil is busy. Oh, no. How I many you know when we do a special offering? It's because we're giving it to somebody that's homeless. And that's a blessing. The Lord is taking us up higher. So, so just make sure that you're not a part of that equation. You all, you, you, um, and, and, and let me tell you something. Sometimes the whole ship will be held up because one person needs to be kicked out. And see, I, that's why I, I like being attached to these guys that have longevity. You know, Bishop Oedipo, you heard me say this before. I hadn't planned on sharing any of this. I did cut my message from yesterday, so it's only about a quarter of it. Um, but Bishop Oedipo said the Lord woke him up 5 o'clock in the morning and told him, as long as this man's wife is at your church, it will not move forward. And see, those are hard. Those are really hard because now you got to be that mean pastor. And Bo Beautipo, soon as he heard that, woke the man up. Excuse me, sir. Uh, and, was, and was just blunt. Uh, the Lord just told me that uh, the ministry will not go forward as long as you and your wife are apart. Have a nice life. Click. I wouldn't do that. I would find a way. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I honestly don't know what I would do. I just honestly don't know what I would do. You know, the Lord has to show you what to do at that moment, you know. But, um, but and, and people, people are like, well, that doesn't make any sense because all of that power 
and one individual? Yeah, because it's a circuit board. Doesn't matter how much power there is. If one piece of the circuit board is off, the power stops. Doesn't matter how much power there is. If one piece of the circuit board is bad, it stops working. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so don't, no, don't worry, there's nobody in here. Y'all got that look, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> like the disciples, no, it's not. It's not you. Usually, if that person, if, first of all, the Lord usually, the Lord has only revealed that to me one time in 10 years. One time, I was in the shower, and Lord, so I'm getting, this person is gone. Okay, and I told my wife, I said, the Lord say anything about you, about such, such, such? She was like, no, which is rare. She said, no. And she said, and then she came back. But I know who the person's replacement is. <laughs> In five months, I remember, I'll never forget that. Holy Spirit told me, I'm moving this person out the way. And he didn't mention the wife. He just mentioned him. But the wife was also a problem. And, uh, and so, how many of you know, if the Lord said he's doing it, don't you try to do it. Because the Lord will do it in such a way where everything is clean. And so, uh, because who knows if they may come back, I don't know. And so, uh, five, five months pass. I don't know if it was because of grace or something, but five months pass. And how he did it is the individual came up to me and basically told me he didn't believe in the ministry. He didn't believe in the direction it was going. Um, and that uh, part of the problem is that he felt like um, the Lord that he felt like the Lord was supposed to give me the vision and then he confirms if it's right. That's stupid. You'd be surprised. You know, had another individual, he felt like I was just supposed to counsel and he was supposed to preach. People get, Bible says, don't put a novice in charge lest he be lifted up in pride. You know, so you have those counters. They're few and far between. It'll happen again. Um, but yeah, so it's the Lord's ministry and it's very, very sad. And a lot of times how he will get rid of the person, he'll give them a promotion. And so, because he doesn't want them to be bad, it's just like, I'm going to promote you over here because this is as far as you can go. And because the person is promoted and you're still over here and their eyes, they think they got one up on you. Then years pass and you way over here. <laughs> and then they regret. Since we started praying, we've had, y'all, you know, since we started doing the Wednesday night service, we had seven people who left the church who came back in two weeks. Usually we start the prayer start the prayer, the first, and all of them say the same thing, I was afraid. The devil feels their head. He feels their head. He gets them to leave. And then when they recognize, I shouldn't have done that, when they come back, um, when they want to come back, and gets in their head, gets in their head, and they can't. And so, so it's very important how we treat people, regardless of how they leave. You know what I'm saying? They don't owe us anything. We don't control nobody, and we don't own anybody. You know, and so uh, don't get mad at them because they left, because one time you left. Matter of fact, it took you too long to come in. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We fight God. We fight our relatives. We fight everybody. And then we finally give our life to Jesus Christ. And then we mad at everybody else because they won't come in on our time clock. That is not fair. You have to be patient with people. You have to show love to people. You have to pray for people. You know, all of those things. You know, my wife just led one of her, you know, sisters to Christ. I hope I was okay to share that. Yeah. And 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 just for years, years, years been praying and years and and all of that. And then my wife was in California for a week 
and my wife was just loving on her and cooking for her because she was dealing with some health challenges. And, and, then, and then on the last day of the trip, Holy Spirit says, strike now. And she led her own sister to Christ. And, um, and this ain't no fake salvation either. The girl got on the phone telling all the family members, I'm saved. <laughs> she's very serious. I mean, you can tell when that sucker sticks. You know, she's running her mouth with everybody. You know, so it's a battle, you all. You, yo. How old is she? She's 56. Yeah, 56. You know, and if you give up on people too soon, and be careful, because it is the moment when you're getting ready to throw in the towel that maybe in six months they're going to give their life to Christ. Satan has the ability to perceive certain things. And so it's, it's, it's very interesting. And so you have to be very careful, you know. Um, you know, I was talking with a couple yesterday. And, I, and, I, and I, y'all, I hope I don't think I'm pretending. You know, I, you know, when it comes to stuff that's not serious, I like to exaggerate and play around and say stupid stuff and we laugh. You know, but I, I have to be totally honest with you. I am not exaggerating. I spend a large majority of my day trying to figure out, you know, I'm like trying to figure out why us. You know, I mean, it's it just seems like, um, I mean, it just seems like, it just seems like nobody's teaching what we teach. I know that there are others that teach part of what we teach, but but people are people are in other states and like, look, we're looking for a ministry that teaches this stuff, and they don't. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, I've never really been to a church that taught heavenly rewards or, you know, dreams, and you know, demonology and stuff like that. And so I'm just I'm I'm trying to scratch my head because you know. My wife will tell you I'm wise, but I'm not that wise. You know, I can I can get out of you know I can get out of a situation. I'm just I'm not that smart, so I'm just trying to find. So a couple said yesterday, and I've heard this before. They said, "Well, it's because the Lord trusts you." Yeah, okay, I understand that, but all it's more than one person to trust. You know what I'm saying? I'm just sharing you my plight. Let me move on to the teaching. Y'all didn't come here to. I mean, there's some there's. Let me tell you something. There's sometimes the Lord will take you some places. I did it again, didn't I? And you just wonder, you know, well. You know what? There's a scripture that just popped in my head. I just realized something. Paul said, he said, if you notice, the ones that God calls, he said, they're not mighty. They're not educated and smart. It's the base people. And so or maybe that's what it is, because I definitely was a base individual. I mean, I just, whatever. That's why God will kick men out when he brings them to this point, because the Lord is like, now I remember. Remember what he told Saul? He said, I remember, he said, when you were humble, he said, you thought so less of yourself that when they made you king, you hid in a tent. I remember when you were like that. Now you just as arrogant. First John 5, 7. That was a nice little teaching. These are the type of stuff we have to have, y'all, because we're going someplace for real.